I think the beauty is you let women lean into that. You let them lean into all of the roles that they have and how to kind of use those to benefit the aspects of their real estate career. Welcome to this week's episode of Hey Homegirl. Hey, homegirls, welcome to today's episode. I'm so excited to introduce to you my friend who used to be a realtor and now is a social media strategist, Caroline Kojum. She is a mom, she is a marketer, and she is amazing. Today, she is going to share with us a whole bunch of different ways that we can level up our social media presence and some great ways to use ChatGPT and video to grow your Instagram followers. Hey, homegirls, welcome to today's episode. I'm so excited to have Carolyn here with us today. She is an amazing social media strategist, and she's going to kind of chat with us about some of the ways that women in business are juggling way too many hats and ways we can make things a little easier. Hi, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. So tell me a little bit about what is the difference between a social media strategist and a content creator or someone that provides SEOs? Absolutely. Absolutely. So there are so many different ways that you can go the second you get into any anything under kind of that digital marketing umbrella. And so a social media strategist is really somebody who can take the entire social media landscape and come up with very clear design, strategy, branding, all of the things that go into your overall marketing strategy versus content is just a component of that strategy. Without good branding, without good messaging, copy, you start to get lost in the noise of just trying to create one-off pieces of content. So while content creators and pointer essentially their own strategists, but Mm -hmm. just individual content is just one piece of a a much more complex puzzle. Yeah. So it's kind of like a company like contact and coffee and contract, something like that, or modern age and social club, like things like that, those might be more of like, what am I trying to say? They're, they're very duplicatable, Mm -hmm. but they're not really building a brand. Exactly. They're great systems. They're great tools to use when you have gaps that you're trying to fill in your Mm -hmm. overall messaging. But if you don't have clear messaging using one of those systems versus just using, I know a lot of companies have their own digital marketing tools and, and digital marketing whole ecosystems that exist without that feeling like you, without it coming across as authentic, it just feels, it feels very gimmicky. It feels very much like an ad. And when people are on social media, they're there to relax and enjoy themselves. They're not there just to consume like overt advertisements. Yes. So I know like a lot of the bigger companies, Compass, Keller Williams, even the company that I hang my license for, Lair, we have whole social marketing departments and every single week we get suites of, you know, different things that you can post. So those are good for the agents that might not necessarily want to put time into building their brand that way. But I think like one of the things you and I have seen in our industry is yes, people have to know, like, and trust you, but you also have to be showing up on social media as your authentic self and not as a sales pitch. Yes, that is 100% it. It comes down to knowing who you are and communicating that honestly and transparently on social media. And that's really hard. That's really scary to do in addition to all the other things that you're trying to do as an agent. Yeah. Do you find that with your work, with your different type of clients that you really get them to understand how to be the storyteller of their branding? So it's something that I work with them on. So I do a combination of done for you, social media management, like the full, I take over all of your accounts. I'm doing all the posting to sort of 
of partial social media management. And in those instances, clients are still responsible for their stories and, you know, a certain number of reels that they're doing. And so I try and operate in a, a coaching mentorship role in which I'm guiding them to one, implement the overall brand messaging that I've created for them and have them do it in a way that feels natural and normal for them. It doesn't feel like this other like awful chore that they're having to do, or they're not acting in conflict with the content that I'm providing for them. And so let's back this up a little bit. Your background was in kind of marketing, correct? Yes. And so yes, in a million years ago, I actually, one of my first jobs as I was a real estate agent. So I was a Massachusetts agent in property management in the Boston area. And so I have little pieces from all these different areas and they've kind of come together in this serendipitous way. Oh, very, very nice. But you don't not only work with real estate agents, you work with a lot of female entrepreneurs from other businesses. Yes. Originally I was working with a lot of different female entrepreneurs. And I found that just as I give the advice to my agents to niche down and figure out who your target audience is, I found that I really connect with moms in real estate. And so that's why I've kind of now focused in on helping support moms in real estate because there's so much that exists and changes in this industry, both in the real estate industry, in the social media landscape, how do you keep up with all of that, remain relevant, remain successful? And so I really have found a passion in helping to support them because there's so many things operating against us. <laughs> and so being able to support them in a way that they're able to see success, they're able to focus on their clients and focus on their revenue generating activities is really critical. And not losing sight of that identity because, you know, I feel like that's one of the struggles that we all have. I mean, I'm a mom, I've got four kids, one of his birthdays today, no teenagers in my house now three adults and one little so it's kind of fun but going through two decades in real estate and seeing how much of my identity was tied to also being a mom and in the community that I live in I think the beauty is you let women lean into that you let them lean into all of the rules that they have and how to kind of use those to benefit the aspects of their real estate career yeah thank you thank you so much my hope is that in helping women identify who their target client is who their ideal audience is they're then able to fully embrace that that identity almost so whether you're working with first time home buyers uh relocation people who are focused on relocation military personnel empty nesters you're then able to lean into whatever your role in that is and provide content that naturally flows from your life. And so if you're primarily working with military personnel, the folks that I have that are doing that, they are military personnel themselves. So they're focusing on the headaches of military move or the fact that, hey, if you're moving to the DC area and you want to know where all the best pediatricians are, I'm your girl. Like they're able to really lean into as opposed to trying to be this like watered down version of themselves that I'm just here for everyone. Because when you're trying to appeal to everyone, you're appealing to no one. Yeah. Which you had touched on earlier when you said that when I had asked you if you had worked with women, female entrepreneurs from other industries, you know, and I knew that you had some background in that, but I love that you followed your own advice and you niched down to the people that you really felt passionate about. What yeah, was one, yeah. What was one common thread with working with women in different industries? What was like one common thread that you saw that we were kind of all struggling with? I mean, besides the obvious time, because nobody has enough time, it really came down to keeping up with the social media trends. And so 
my one big message that I have for all, all folks, all walks of life is that when you have solid marketing strategy, it becomes much easier to avoid or to not be swayed by whatever the latest trends are, because there's always going to be trends. There's always going to be gimmicks. There's always going to be whatever hacks that might exist. It is so easy to get caught up in this sort of what I call hack chasing and just be perpetually trying to chase that next, you know, I'm, oh, I'm trying to go viral or something. It's like, no, just have a set consistent, consistent strategy, follow that, trust the process, and you will see that slow, steady success. Yeah. And I think that's one of the pitfalls that several of us within our industries, whether it's real estate or mortgages or fitness gurus, we're constantly following other people in our industries to come up with ideas. I know I work with so many agents from across the country that are following just other agents. They're not really focused on their community. So one of the things I love about the way that you teach or you coach how to do social media is that you really teach people to lean into who their client is and understanding who that client wants to be, because you can follow some of your realtors that are friends. You know, you and I were talking, you're moving to Memphis. My good friend, Tracy Dugan lives there and she's an amazing agent. I follow her. I love all of her posts, but she's so focused on her community, which is what I love about her. And I feel like you help bring that out in people. You get them to understand who that best client matches for them so that they can be marketing to them, not marketing just off into space. Yep. It's so easy to fall into that trap. Like I consider that to be one of the, the biggest time sucks is following too many agents, having too many agents follow you, because then you're just kind of in this, this swirl of, of agents. You're not getting your face out in front of the folks that would want to interact with you, that would want to hire you. It's important to be connected to other businesses in the community. It's important to be connected, you know, to some other agents so that you have, you know, referrals and network that you're working on. You're, you're building your full social network, of course. But yeah, you, it is so easy to fall into that comparison trap. Like, oh, she's doing this or she's doing that. Or, oh, wow. How is she, you know, keeping up with all of this? And oh, by the way, she has like 10 kids and five dogs. Like it's so easy (laughs) to just like go into that spiral. And all of a sudden an hour has gone because you've just been scrolling through somebody else's content instead of creating your own. And too often, I feel like agents fall into a pitfall there where they're, they're doing look at me content versus learn from me content which is what we saw a lot of, you know, 2021, the early half of 2022, there were like agents almost making fun of what the situation was in real estate. And so many of those are people that are probably going to be getting out of real estate because they just don't understand the damage that that did to their kind of reputation with the clients during that time period. Yes. That's one thing that I feel like agents don't understand enough is your content should never be making fun of your client. (laughs) And it's okay. You know, you can be a little controversial. I think, I think agents should be a bit more controversial and not be afraid to, you know, have strong opinions, but don't do it in a way that insults the intelligence, the finances, the, whatever the case may be. And this can, and that feels like such an odd, like, duh, who would do that? And yet you see it all the time, because I think there is this, desire to be, you know, to like Chase or to focus on impressing other people instead of really acting with a heart of service. So when you're thinking about your clients that are agents and they're trying to figure out who their best client is or who the right, how to reach their best client, what are a couple of tricks that you tell them to do so that they can get really hyper local in their marketplaces? Absolutely. So there's a quote, and of course I can't remember who it's by, but this is not a me original. You are most powerfully positioned to serve the person you once were. And so 
that is kind of the first question to ask yourself. So, you know, were you recently a first time home buyer? Are you, you know, currently a, a military spouse? Are you an empty nester? Are you currently relocating somewhere? Are you, have you lived in the same town your entire life? So it's really, it's critical to think about one, where are you at in your current experience? How can you take the knowledge and skills that you have from your life and bring that in service of your clients? So that's really the key piece is, is figuring out your experiences. The next piece is then figuring out who you want to work with. So maybe perhaps you, you are a recent first time home buyer, but you're like, you know, my, I, based on the area that I'm in, I really want to work with folks that are relocating to the area for one reason or maybe retirement, maybe uh, just to get away. I have a client who works in Virginia beach and she deals exclusively with relocation and she targets three different ideal clients, but they're all under this kind of umbrella of relocation. So she has folks that want to live by the beach, military personnel, and retirement folks. And so there's different strategies and ways to approach who your ideal client is. But the, the first one is, is simply getting clear on who they may be, creating a really crystal clear picture of who they are. You can come up with you know, maybe it's a client that you loved working with in the past, you know, what were their demographics, their psychographics, what about them did you love and then create content for that person. So kind of look at each avatar of what that ideal client would be like, and then focus and really strategize your content creation around those. Exactly. Exactly. What do they want to see? Are you working primarily with, you know, families in a certain area, in which case you want, you know, it's summertime. Let's do what are your favorite playgrounds, favorite splash pads, favorite ice cream, shops, other, you know, ways to beat the heat in X, Y, Z, like that's maybe exactly what your ideal client wants to see right now, because they're already going crazy. <laughs> do you recommend that most of your clients should really do a marketing calendar? Like look at the whole month and really plan out what your marketing is going to look like. Cause I feel like a lot of agents fall into the trap of, Oh, I'm at a house today. I'm going to shoot a picture or I'm going to do a quick video. And it's not really intentional planning. Yeah. So I think you can have a mix of both. I think first and foremost, there should be a marketing calendar so that you have a sense of what's coming up in the month, what sort of things, whether it be holidays, life events, so that you can be planning around all of that so that you can have, you know, maybe three set posts that you'll release each week. And so you can plan that all in advance so that you've got consistent content that no matter what happens, you've got that figured out. So you've planned the content, maybe you've created it and scheduled it in the scheduling tool. And then you're able to be like, okay, if only the middle of June and they're like, I'll go, you know, if the world falls down around me, I'll still have some sort of consistent content going out. And then you can take your day-to-day -day experiences. Maybe you're at a, an impromptu house showing, or you're at a closing or something, take that and create content, but be really intentional around it. Don't just say like, oh, congratulations to these new people. Like they're comfortable having you share some information about them or tell a story about them or share, you know, oh, these folks were really nervous about buying their first home. Like, you know, you don't have to show their faces. I don't have to know who anybody is. Or you can tell a story, you know, turn the camera on yourself and just tell a story about something that's going on. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We're not quite finished yet, but as the home girl of your hometown, I would love to pass the mic to you so that you can share your story and some of your secrets with the homegirl community. To apply, please go to howtobeahomegirl.com in the show notes. 
that can be kind of that impromptu. People want to see your face. They want to see you out in the community doing what you're doing, but just be really, here we are, be intentional about it. And my other big, this is just a personal pet peeve is add captions. Anytime you do a reel or a story, (laughs) add captions because people aren't always listening with the sound on. And there are so many great reels that I'll see of agents doing like, walking trails or hiking and they're like showcasing something, but there's no captions. Mm -hmm. And so without the captions, you're losing a large segment of potential um, viewership and engagement on that. My coach actually just told me that when she did a social (laughs) media audit of my stuff a month ago, she was like, you have to put captions on all your reels. So great advice. Let's talk about video. There's so many females, but also some men that I've been running into lately that just don't want to get on video or they don't want to get on social media altogether. But In this day and age, where do you stand with your clients in video? Yeah, I think be it video or static posts. And the way you do it with static posts is you do lifestyle shoots. So take one day a quarter or maybe two days a year and get your hair and makeup done, wear all the 15 different outfits, take all the different pictures. You can either, you know, you can do the expensive lifestyle shoot thing, or you can just have a friend with like a good iPhone, take pictures in somebody's house. That's clean. (laughs) You know, it doesn't have to be anything over the top and you can use that content. As long as you're wearing roughly different clothes, you can use that. That has so much mileage. The other piece is like, people aren't going through and being like, well, on March 3rd, she was wearing the same (laughs) shirt that she was wearing on June 7th. Like nobody's doing that. So don't be afraid to like reuse photos. If that's all you've got, it's better than nothing. People want to see your face. So that's how you kind of get around that, that picture element. So don't feel like you have to take a picture every day. You need to be like presentation ready every day. That is absolutely not the case. And the same goes for video record videos. When you are looking good, like when you're at, you know, some professional event for work, take some extra pictures, ask, like, don't be afraid to ask somebody to take your picture or to take some, some video of you, or if you're out with your, your partner, do the same thing, like get over that little bit of awkwardness just to get that little extra footage. And you will be so glad that you did. And then the other piece is, I I would say it's, it's really building up that B-roll of footage that you have. So Mm -hmm. in your daily life, you know, showing you just kind of like walking around a certain area, the grocery store is kind of boring, but if you're at a farmer's market or you're at, you know, you're at one of those playgrounds or splash pads, like take some footage of that, maybe flip the camera around and be like, Hey, I'm here at X, Y, Z. And you don't have to post it at that exact moment, record it on your phone and then post it maybe that day, maybe next week. But I would say you do need to get, I think in order to create real authentic connection with your clients, and hopefully people won't hate me for this, but to create real authentic connection with your clients, I think you do need to show your face and you need to have some personality because the question that I would ask to somebody who's hesitant on that is what do you enjoy looking at? What sort of content do you enjoy? Who would you trust to buy from? Somebody who's simply posting graphics or these kind of stock images from their company, like you don't know, like trust them. If they're providing like good, valuable content, maybe you're learning from them, but you're not creating connection. And that's the piece. It's easy to forget that in social media, we are still humans. We are still craving that connection. And I think that's something that, you know, the TikToks and the YouTube shorts of the world have showed us all that people prefer us as our authentic selves. They prefer us when we have a messy mom hair bun and our kids are running around in the background. As long as we're providing the value and the content and telling the story of how we've helped our clients or how we've given service or what's so special about our communities. 
Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. It's, it's one of the reasons I actually have to fight the urge to get myself kind of gussied up when I do either a podcast interview or I show up on social media, there'll be some days where I'm like, I look like a hot mess. And I'm like, you know what? My ideal client appreciates that. She appreciates that somebody's showing up and providing value. It isn't like this, like picture perfect, you know, 20 year old who's in a bikini in a visa. Like yeah. she wants somebody to be authentic and real and be like, all right, I got two kids going crazy in the background. Here's some, here's some info. Good luck. <laughs> yes. And that's like the whole purpose of our mission is to show the world that real estate agents are so much more than what selling sunset is putting out. You know, the fabric yes. of communities are made up by these amazing working moms that are building these unbelievable businesses and supporting their communities in ways that people might not normally realize. So I appreciate yes. that. For Love people that. who are new to social media or that want to take more initiative in their social medias, what are a couple of hacks? Not maybe hacks, but a couple of tools that they absolutely have to have in their toolbox. So Canva. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. So Canva, ChatGPT, and then a willingness to make mistakes. <laughs> and that might not seem like the most, you know, that, well, that's not a tool. It's a huge tool because guess what? Social media is a constant evolving landscape. You are going to make mistakes. You are going to perhaps embarrass yourself. You know, like you don't want to do things that like are out of alignment with your values. And that's one thing that I'm really passionate about is getting people to focus in on their values and then operate in accordance with them in the social media content that they create, because then it never feels like, I mean, geez, I've posted reels that I've been like, oh yeah, the transitions on that were weird. Or like, you know, just like things that you're, mm-hmm. you can look at and you can nitpick it apart. And it's like, you know what? Learn something. Done and done <laughs> yes. is, is better than perfect. Cause if not, you're going to be so perfect that people won't really enjoy it. You know? Yeah. You'll have 10, you'll have yeah. 10 perfect reels in your drafts folder. Yeah. If you're an agent that's kind of looking to up your social media game, you don't have to go out and buy the newest gimbal. You don't have to go out and buy all this editing software. You don't have to get a vlogging camera. You can just really start by using your cell phone, flipping the camera around and 100%. uploading 100%. it. Exactly. Exactly. Take the pictures, write the content, take some time. You can follow me on social media. I try and give as much um, good advice and, and good value in terms of easy ways to create content that appeals to ideal clients, appeals to real people, not other realtors, to your point earlier. And just to, to, to make mistakes in the work that you're creating, like just you will learn so much from going through the process of creating content and in working through it, that it doesn't need to be this most stunning, beautiful image in the world. Take a picture on your phone, provide some value on it, move on. Just like a bad transaction. You learn way more from the bad transactions and the mistakes that you make than you do from a shiny, easy one that closes in 30 days. It's all cash, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So before we wrap up today, I did just touch on chat GPT. You just mentioned it a few minutes ago, and that's just another hat that's on our rack that we have to learn how to use and navigate and all the things now. So what makes it great? What makes it challenging and where should agents focus on it? Sure. So chat GPT is a wonderful tool and I use it pretty much every day. The key to chat GPT is getting really clear on what you are asking for ensuring that you're inputting the correct 
parameters so that when you ask for the things that you're asking for, they come out authentically as you. And so the keys there are really giving it information around tone, personality, length of content. And then the thing with ChatGPT is the first draft is just like any first draft that you would write. It's not quite perfect. So don't take that first version and just slap that on social media, massage it, say, you know, I want this to be more concise, or I want you to elaborate on this or you know, sometimes ChatGPT goes crazy with emojis. Make sure that, you know, you work with it to provide further context that you don't just go with whatever it gives you. You can also tell, I think the more familiar you become with ChatGPT, you can start to see content that's been created by ChatGPT because it's, it's a computer program. It's following a formulaic algorithm. And so making sure that you're spicing up your content with a little bit of your personality so that it doesn't come across as mm-hmm. this is dry. This is boring. There's no, if it's me creating content, like where's the Caroline in this? So you want to make sure that you're, you're continuing to infuse yourself into it. And then I would also just say in terms of figuring out what you want to do with it, make sure that you have some grasp on copywriting or marketing language so that you're not just creating kind of content for content's sake. You want it to be serving a purpose. So do you want it to be driving some sort of engagement on your post? Do you want it to be sending people to link in your bio? Do you want to be getting your ideal client to have some sort of call to action? How are you convincing them to do that? How are you? I think that's, that's one piece that often gets lost. Um, I definitely think that for this technology, that's already pretty impressive from what I can see, you know, it's just in its baby state. So it's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And we're going to see it infused in more avenues of our life. I mean, I've got three kids in college and we're constantly saying to them, you cannot use this to write your papers. You know what I mean? But it's going to become like the next calculator. You know what I mean? It's just another crutch that we have, another tool in our toolbox that we have to help make life a little bit easier. So very interesting, I think. Yeah. And it's exactly that. It's a tool. It's not the thing. So if you were to take, it'd be interesting to see if there was some sort of way to have, you know, just chat GPT, create an Instagram profile and see how successful it could become. Like that would be a really interesting social experiment. But if you as a, as a realtor, just leverage chat GPT without some sort of content strategy, without some sort of brand strategy, again, it's going to fall flat because we as humans are designed for connection. Very good advice. Excellent advice. So for our listeners that want to learn more about you, learn more about your business, where are some places that they can reach out to you? Yeah. So I hang out over on Instagram. I'm at mom brain social. And if you're interested in learning, you know, how you can spice up your Instagram uh, account, your bio, I have a free resource for folks. It is how are you creating compelling language? www.mombrainsocial.com slash workbook or through the link in my bio. It is a free social media audit slash workbook to help you be more mindful of the areas of your account that you can improve and enhance to make you more searchable, to help improve your content, to create some of that brand and marketing strategy that we've been talking about. Oh, that's awesome. I'll definitely put the link in the bio too for our listeners. And then, yeah, if you're looking to reach out and build your social media in a different way, our listeners could definitely reach out to you to do, you know, done for you content, or they can work in some of your small group coaching to do Mm -hmm done with me content, correct? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I would love to work with uh, any of your listeners. It's, it is such a fun and 
awesome privilege to be able to work with, you know, to, to come inside of somebody's social media account and be able to authentically represent them. Yeah. And that's what we all need a little bit more of, you know, especially mm-hmm. after the last three years, um, no more shiny pennies. We want the the dirty rough around the edge pennies, I think. Well, thank you so much for sharing time with us today. And I'll put all of contact information in the show notes. And thank you so much for giving us a little insight onto how we can make our social media a little bit better. Yeah. Thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye.